Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode, episode 12, Leaders of the New School. Today, we're going to be talking about the rookies and, yeah, basically just the rookies. That's pretty much it. And what they've done recently, the latest news on rookies and all that. So. Absolutely. So here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. As I was, I was, I was that scenario. The old heads against that reference. Shout out to Buster Rhymes and all the, the Tribe Call Quest, all those dudes, man. Um, but before we get into the rookies in the big three, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. We got to pay tribute to to a fallen soldier. We just got breaking news that Elgin mm-hmm. Baylor uh, passed away yeah. today. So. Uh, he's obviously a, a Hall of Fame player, one of the 50 greatest. Mm-hmm. You were saying earlier, he's got, what was his big record for the finals? Uh, there was a game where he had, I think it was game two of, I can't remember what finals. It was 1960-something. I'm going to guess like maybe 64, but I'm not sure. Um, Actually, I'm looking right now, 1962. 62, okay. Huh. So he there was a game where he scored 61 points and 22 rebounds. Good grief. So... Yeah, I've never seen anything. I'm not going to say necessarily close, but like in terms of rebounds, I haven't seen anything really that close. I mean, even points, that's still a finals record to this day, right? Yeah. 61 points in the game. Uh, in addition to being a, a Hall of Famer for mm-hmm. the NBA, he's a DMV legend right here from mm-hmm. the District of Columbia. Even though we're in Maryland, he grew up about 30 minutes away from where we're at right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the DMV's proud sons. So, you know, shout out to him and uh, his family, or we pay respect to him and his family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on his unfortunate passing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was 86 years old, so lived a long life, player, executive, you know, pretty much uh, did it all in the NBA. So, right. yeah, we pay respect to him and his family. Uh, with that being said, let's get into it. Like you said, the, the, the new school, right? The mm-hmm. young bulls. Right. Most notably... First pick, Anthony Edwards. Second pick, James Wiseman. Third pick, LaMelo Ball. Coming mm-hmm. into the season, we knew that they were going to be, like for the rookie of the year, it was going to pretty much be a three-horse race. Because mm-hmm. they were so like head and shoulders above the rest of the class, right? Uh-huh. What have you seen so far from those three to either confirm that we were right coming into the season or to say, uh, maybe not so, so fast? Uh, Well... From the three, I've seen pretty much them just, you know, playing, like, their role and, like, being very good at different aspects of the game. The mellow ball with the playmaking, you know, setting guys up. Anthony Edwards, you know, just kind of more so a score. Mm-hmm. And then you got James Wiseman, who kind of does a, a lot of, like, he does mostly all of that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with um the mellow, too. He's... Almost like a walking triple double. Yeah. But um, Wiseman, he's better defensively than both of them. Yeah. So I'd agree with that. Yeah. He's got a big body. He moves pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see him improve his lateral quickness a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that'll come as he gets stronger, hits the waist more. Yeah. Uh, gets a little bit more muscle on him. So mm-hmm. he's also got to adjust to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Lamelo, just his playmaking ability has been phenomenal. Mm. And then Edwards, especially recently, he's really busted out and has some some big games against some of the top teams in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, Wiseman, like you said, more 
he's more professional on the defensive end right now than he is the offensive end. Mm-hmm. But all three of them, I think, are playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. So we know that, well, before the season started, before preseason, any games and all that, I said, I'm not very high on LaMelo Ball. I'm not. I didn't yeah. think he shot it well enough. I didn't think he was quick enough. But after watching the first five minutes of their first preseason game, mm-hmm. I think maybe it was against Orlando, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, this dude's a star. I was totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I was totally, totally wrong. And yeah. he has shown that. He's just like, he's Mr. Get Your Popcorn Ready because he is he is phenomenal. I love the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, news just came out recently that he broke his wrist and is going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah, that was unexpected. I knew he had hurt his wrist, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to be that serious. Right. Yeah, news comes back and it was just like, well, I was totally wrong. Right, right. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I think by all accounts, he was the rookie of the year front runner, right? And I know we both mm-hmm. said, well, I think maybe you might have said Edwards, or maybe you said you wanted Edwards to win it because of kind of his backstory and he's got a funny personality. Mm-hmm. But the consensus was that he, the mellow ball was the front runner for the rookie of the year yeah. before getting injured, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you had said recently, though, with Edwards busting out. Uh, I think he had, what, 105 points in three games? Mm-hmm, 42 points, um, maybe against Phoenix. Yeah, against Phoenix. 34 against Portland, I'm pretty sure. And then 29 against the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so it's the most points scored in a three-game stretch by a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that because I would have thought maybe Mel- Le- uh, Carmelo, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, LeBron or KD, maybe even Kobe mm-hmm. would have been in that discussion. But uh, most points scored in the three games stretched by a teenager and it's big dunks, big shot making. Mm-hmm. You had said recently that you thought that Edwards was going to close the gap. Yeah. I now, did. was that more wishful thinking or you actually believed that if LaMelo didn't get hurt? Um, Edwards was going to catch him regardless. I think Edwards was going to catch him regardless. I definitely thought that um, Edwards, he was he had been showing out. And he's just like, LaMelo plays with no fear, but like Edwards is kind of funny. He, it's like he almost plays with no fear and not too much care almost. Right. Like he's just like, just give me the ball and I'll do whatever. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I definitely thought that the pure scoring mm-hmm. was going to, you know, beat the, the playmaker. Right. Um, more passive player. Right. Pass first player, so. Right, yeah, because he's pass first. He's not passive. He's pass first. Yeah, he's pass. There's a distinction there, right? Yeah, pass first, whereas um, Edwards is definitely more just, you know, giving the ball, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Pretty much every time. I, I will say, his, um, him shooting from, from three, I over, like, the last ten games, I'm pretty sure he hasn't made, like, 50%. Mm-hmm. Or he hasn't gone fifty percent on threes, but you know, still, I mean, he's still. It's just no matter how many three um shots he misses, he's gonna keep shooting the ball. Yeah, and then he's crazy athletic too. Right. Yeah, I think he can be a really big star in a couple of years, and you know, if he can keep, you know, if he can keep doing what he does scoring wise, and you know, keeping strong, because he's already really strong. I think that you know he could be like one of the faces of the. NBA wow. in a couple years. Wow, that's a big statement. Yeah, I don't think he was going to catch him. I don't think so. Obviously, with Lamelo going out now, um, Edwards uh, moves into that, that front-runner spot, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Wiseman is kind of a distant third. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Edwards. I like his game. He's very smooth, like you said, crazy athletic, and he can score in bunches. Mm-hmm. But Lamelo has just got 
whatever that it is, he has it. And he just has a certain amount of savvy and basketball IQ mm-hmm. um, that very few players, not just Anthony Edwards, but very few players possess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just knows how to make the right play and he on both sides of the ball. And then he is an elite passer, mm-hmm. like an elite, elite pass. He's more, in my opinion, he's more of an elite passer than Edwards is an elite scorer. And I know, obviously, mm. Edwards has some room to grow. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Now, what one thing that I will give Edwards, though, is he's an elite athlete. He's mm-hmm. an elite athlete, so that's going to close some of that gap. But, like I said, LaMelo's more of an elite passer than Edwards is an, is an elite scorer. And Edwards will, like you said, he'll get stronger. He'll learn how to pick his spots a little bit better as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there's a lot of room for growth with him. Right, mm-hmm. I don't know how much room there is for growth for Lamelo. Like he's gonna shoot the ball better, which mm-hmm. he's he's already doing that. Um, you know, further into the season, but I don't know how much better he gets. Like he'll get stronger, but he's not gonna like overpower you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he may be able to play out the post a little bit more, but yeah, I just I don't think he would have caught him. So I'm disappointed that we don't get to see it come down to the wire. Um, like we we kind of anticipated that it would. Yeah, I think I think now that you know it just gives like a cl- like so far a clear cut winner. You know, it's probably Edwards. Yeah. Now but, let me jump in real quick. Do you think that Wiseman can catch Edwards? No, I don't think. He Why can. not? <laughs> that you said that a little quick. Why not? Because I think that Edwards is you know I think Edwards is straight up better. Because yeah. Oh I, wow. I okay. Like. Wiseman's better defensively in both of them, but mm-hmm. I still think that um, Wiseman's not like the greatest. Right. I think that he's solid. Like Edwards' eye, and then you know Lamelo, he can be good at times. Mm-hmm. You know he's Lamelo's like the worst athlete out of both of them, so that kind of yeah. you know that doesn't help at all. Right. Right. But I think that Wiseman also is just like not he's not really elite at anything. Either. That's a great point. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, and I that that's a great point. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he would be a little bit better defensively. Yeah, sh- especially shot blocking. Yeah, I thought he'd be a little bit better defensively, but he gets caught out of position, mm-hmm. um, a lot, which is understandable for a young player. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just like we were watching the game the other day, and there were a couple of times he let the guard turn the corner on him real easy mm-hmm. on the high screen and roll. Yeah, it's he like does that. I mean just it was too easy. It was like no resistance, right? Yeah, it's like Obi Toppin. Obi does Obi Toppin do that? I heard when he was getting drafted that he does that a lot. Oh, okay. I, I mean I don't tune into many Knicks games. Oh come on man, you they've can't hit doing, us with the I heard. They've been they've been doing better. Right. But still. Yeah. I mean it's a lot of Laker basketball. I feel like I, I feel like I see a lot of Mavericks games too. I don't know why. Well, I mean, Luca, Luca's prime time, man. And well, and the Mavericks are starting to play really, really well. That offense is clicking. As Dame Lillard and them about that, they just beat them by like forty. Yeah, forty piece them. Yeah, Dame's been getting exposed. Oh, wow, exposed. L- listen, we're not even getting into that. Let's stay on on top with the rookies right now. So mm-hmm. you think that you don't think there's any way that Wiseman will catch Edwards? And I I pretty much agree with that. The only thing that's hurting Edwards, um, or yeah. that that could give Wiseman an opening, is the fact that the Timberwolves are awful. They're all they're the worst team in the league, right? Yeah, but that's not even Edwards' fault. Like he comes in, and it's just like Lamelo helps the the Hornets do a lot better, right? But like he's like 
He's a little bit different. Okay, because well, he is different. Yeah, because he's, he's already different. he's already got to play like pro ball and everything. True. I don't like where where did Edwards even play? Did he play college? Like, yeah, he played at Georgia University at, of Georgia one year. University. Okay, you know that. No, I don't. I didn't know that. There, there, there was like highlights where I just seen him hooping and like all wearing like all red jerseys, on, and I didn't see. I didn't see none. It was college clips. Yeah. But, but like, players like Wiseman and Edwards, like they haven't got to play pro ball, True. so they don't know how to win as much. True. And plus, it's like the Timberwolves are already pretty sorry. Yeah. Already out there, like very sorry. Yeah. So it's, very sorry. So like with all caps, very. Yeah, and it's and plus it's like Wiseman. He's coming back. You know, he gets to play with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Wiggins, um, you know, like um the Warriors. They have like championship DNA. True, pretty much. You know? True. Even though they're kind of underachieving right now. Yeah, they're underachieving. Yeah, and then Clay Thompson probably they would probably tell him some stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's like I mean, you make some good points, and so we we talk about how this is a three man race, right? Or how the, the draft was really top-heavy with those three. Mm-hmm. What do you think will be, and you kind of alluded to this about Edwards being the face of the league in a few years, mm-hmm. what do you think each of these three players needs to improve in order to really step into that role? Because saying that someone's the face of the league, that's a that's a bold statement, right? Mm-hmm. So like, let's start with Edwards since he was the number one pick. What do you think he needs to improve on to really get to that upper echelon of players. Well, Edwards, for um, at least us, we say this a lot, that, you know, he needs to start playing in the post a little more. Yeah. Develop a little bit of a post fade, you mm-hmm. know, because he is just an elite scorer. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, like, gas it, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. say very elite. Like, he's, like, he showed that he's an elite scorer, and I think in a couple of years, especially when all the players from, What's going to be probably, like, the last generation or the last era of players, mm-hmm. I think once they're either a little bit older or out the league even, I think that Edwards is going to, you know, especially with the rule changes, mm-hmm. that he's going to develop into a pretty elite scorer. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Right, with the rule changes. Yeah, but I think, you know, probably defensively and definitely the main thing is, you know, learning to win. Yeah. Yeah, picking spots better, especially because he's a two-guard. Mm-hmm. NBA has a lot of good history with, you know, you know like successful two-guards. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's probably another thing. Um, LaMelo... Well, hold on, hold on. So let me jump in with Edwards. How about we do that? We'll go, you go, then I go, then you go, then I go. Per player, okay? Um, And so with Edwards, I agree. I would like to see him play out of the post, but I think it speaks to a larger issue of him. I want to see him use his athleticism Mm -hmm. to get easy baskets. Yeah. More, right? Because a lot of his stuff is pull up jump shots, contested. Right, and it's just like those the degree, the degree of difficulty is a little bit too high mm-hmm. for me, um, and I'd like to see him just body do a up and under, or like you said, one dribble post fade or pump fake, right? Mm-hmm. Come off down screens, one two step shoot, those type of things. So just make the game simpler for himself. Mm-hmm. Where I really want to see him improve is defensively, because mm-hmm. to be that level of athlete, uh, I mean he doesn't average a lot of blocks or steals. Um, he doesn't even average a lot of rebounds. And so mm-hmm. he can he's proven that he can score, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But what other things are you doing to help your team win? Right? Yeah. And so when you say it's not his fault that Minnesota is so bad, well, it's like, no, you can get in there and, 
and grab 10, 12 rebounds with his size and strength and explosiveness, no 10, doubt. Mm, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's quite there yet. So not, not average, but I'm saying he should have those games where he's busting out pretty, I would say pretty regularly, right? It's not just mm. about scoring. Like, go, go snatch some rebounds or go say, I'm going to lock up the best player on the, on, on the wing, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go get some blocks because I'm helping down in the post. Something, right? It mm-hmm. can't just be about let me get the ball and go get buckets, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel like LaMelo does really well. He just makes winning plays. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that before, high-impact plays versus low-impact plays. Mm-hmm. LaMelo makes a lot of high-impact plays. And mm-hmm. so that kind of translates to him having, like I said before, that it factor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree. He can score, and he's very elite athletically. Ask the guy from the Raptors mm-hmm. who he just, like, destroyed. What was it, last month? Oh, yeah. The guy yeah. he dunked on really, oh, really, really his bad. His name was, like, Yuta. Yeah, I forget it. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I like, barely saw his face. I think it was, like, Yuta Wananabe. Okay, we're going to have to do some research on that that was one of the worst dunks I've ever seen in my life. I said that's probably the worst dunk I've ever seen. Yeah, it was life. bad. Because, I mean, like, that's full contact. Right, right. Like, DeAndre Jordan, I understand he put his arm... He, like, more so put his arm, like, over Brandon Knight and then just, like, yeah. sunned him real quick. Right, right. But it's like, he did... Like, Edwards murdered him. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it was bad. Like, him, LeBron, those, um, Jordan over Ewing, yeah. those are some of the only dunks. Um, Kobe over Dwight. Too. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, those are those bad. are some slaughters. Right yeah. All right, so what about uh, moving on to the second pick, James Wiseman? What does he need to improve? James Wiseman, I think just really kind of using his strength or maybe even just getting stronger and being able to work in the paint more because he just fades out to, like, the mm-hmm. perimeter. He does. More so and tries to play, like, that pick-and-pop role. And I'm like, nah, like, Wiseman, you can do that sometimes. Like, you're big, you're big and he, he's pretty strong. Yeah, he's got he's, a big body. Yeah, big and strong enough to where it's like, yeah, you need to be in that paint. Right. Just giving people problems. Yeah. And defensively, too, definitely does. Because I know a lot of people, they were saying early on in the season, and like, oh, like, Lakers-Warriors, like, that's right. going to be a crazy matchup. For that to be a crazy matchup, too, yeah, Wiseman's going to have to, um, or if the Warriors even make the playoffs, Wiseman's going right. to have to show that he can... um lock up someone like Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can't lock him up. I mean, well, well, not lock. Yeah, like slow <laughs> right. down because um, Draymond had – Anthony Davis has always gave, given Draymond, like, big problems. Yeah. Like, Draymond's a great defender, but yeah. Anthony Davis is always just like, yeah, I'm just going to use my height. That height and that skill is too much. Yeah, for Draymond to yeah. handle. And then – um, but, yeah, that's where Wiseman used to step in. Like, Wiseman's right. literally the perfect – like, he's what the Warriors have been needing for yeah. a long time. But, you know – they need to see yeah. results. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I love everything you just said, and I agree with that as far as Wiseman. The number one thing, though, that I would say that he needs to improve on is his joy. And that yeah. may sound weird, but mm-hmm. I see flashes of Anthony Edwards' personality, especially in like post-game interviews, right? <laughs> or even when he dunked on the, the, the guy from the Raptors, mm-hmm. he got up and he was just smiling, right? He's got a great mm-hmm. smile. He's just yeah. like, man, like. Yeah, I just don't do him, bro. Like, that's how he's looking, right? Yeah. And LaMelo plays with a certain type of joy and, in, in, uh, you know, his personality is very infectious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, very contagious, I'm sorry. Um, where it's just joyful and it seems like he really loves what he's doing. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever seen Wiseman smile. He kind of looks like like uh, Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. He's just kind of like moping <laughs> around, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, man, are you sad? Like, you know, what's going on? But even when, like, I've seen Draymond or Steph try to like, kind of talk to him, mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't know. I don't want to say he's not receptive to it, but it just it doesn't look like something is connecting to me. Right. And like you said, he ends up fading out a little bit too much. And I know he can mm. shoot, but he's not an elite shooter by any means, right? Yeah, nah. And so I agree with you. He's gotta work in the paint more. Mm-hmm. And in today's NBA, because it's so spread out, I would love to see him play with a little bit more uh intentionality and uh intention, I should say. And a little bit more motor, where it's mm-hmm. like he's just constantly moving, right? right? So you scream, and then you're you're rolling, and then you don't get it, then you pop, and you go back, you scream again, right? Just keep moving in a constant flow. Mm-hmm. Because if not, again, to your point, he ends up kind of wandering out to the perimeter, and then it's just, he's in the way. Yeah, the only time he should really be wandering out to the perimeter if, like, if just, like, it steps high. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even then, it's like, no, you go set Steph a bunch of screens. Yeah, well, right? then that's stepping out to the perimeter. And then, you know, like, even then, really, because Steph, you know, when he gets hot, yeah, it's really just, he's just going to, you know, be shooting the threes. Yeah. Or like if Wiggins is, you know, attacking the paint, right. and, you know, he's giving the other team problems. Right. Yeah, so for the most part, you should just be in the paint. Yeah. And maybe sometimes... If steps out or something, maybe they run a play. They need a three. Maybe they use you. Right. Or just stretch four. Yeah, stretch four and get it to the unexpected man. Right. Sometimes because because right. steps in the game, you, you better get all step. Right. Yeah. Now that's a great point. All right, and then so with Lamelo, what do you think he needs to to work on? Like you said, there's not a lot of areas for La- like Lamelo is just gonna get better at stuff that he already does pretty well, mm-hmm. and you know he's gonna be a great player. Um, and he's got a bright um future ahead of him yeah what i would like to say is that probably just pulling up like stopping and right. a little more yeah i agree with for that for a mid-range great point i think you know maybe that i think his three-pointer is a little underrated i think it's, yeah. it's decent i don't really think there's much improvement for that yeah i, think. I mean he's shooting in the mid 30 percent yeah and plus it's like he's six eight like he right. doesn't really need to be shooting crazy like that right like, yeah and then he may be six six he's not six eight you sure? I'm yeah. pretty. I'm pretty sure. Like you search I'm up, almost positive he's like six six. You size it a little bit. Are Are you sure that? <laughs> I would almost be willing to bet Lido's on it. For For real? <laughs> hey, look. You keep talking. I'm gonna type. Okay. Well, um, another thing is that probably using his height a little more. Like, mm-hmm. he's not Luca or anything, so he's not like super strong like like. Like Luca is, but yeah, he doesn't have a big body like Luca. Yeah, but just use your height just a little more, mm-hmm. especially when you got a little bit of a smaller man on you. Right. So it's like, yeah, like like you say, he's hundred eighty pounds. Hundred eighty. Yeah. Look, yeah. and Lonzo's one ninety, and they're both what six six. I told you. What? They're told definitely you. not six six. Yeah, oh my god! Now you're telling NBA.com is not right. Um, they definitely said he was six eight. <laughs> so they said they. Hey, look, I told him, told him, fellas. Folks, I'm sorry. He got a site of sources, man. He's coming out with these willy-nilly sources. But, uh, yeah, just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, he, he is a bigger guard. Mm-hmm. And I think he actually, he's not the biggest guy mm-hmm. as far as his size, but he's not afraid to get physical. Mm-hmm. He'll get into your body on both ends of the court, right? Mm-hmm. He'll get up in you on defense, and then he'll, you know, turn the corner and dip that shoulder into you uh, on offense. But mm-hmm. I would like to see that that – Pit, that pull up, that pickup, that pull up, mm-hmm. uh, improve, and the floater. So it's like you get you got to get one or the other, right? Mm. That was kind of my issue with Lonzo was that Lonzo couldn't pull up, and then his floater wasn't great. So it's like mm-hmm. you got to have something to make him honor you in that mid range, 
uh, position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it though, because he just does a lot of things really, really well. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's got to get stronger as as all players, young players do. It was mm-hmm. a great play the other day uh, when they played the Lakers. Well, you know what? We'll get into that in just a second. Yeah. We'll get oh. into that in just a second. Also, maybe um, like see, uh, doesn't have to get like fancy, but like you know. Maybe like more reverses and stuff like that, cause I feel like he throws up a lot of scoop players. Right. Whereas like sometimes that works, but other times like if, especially when you know you most likely become like a star, right. a big star. Right. A lot of pe- players are gonna be focused on you, and like maybe they put someone like even like a Kawhi Leonard on you. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, like you know, he might beat that. Yeah, he might. He might. Yeah, <laughs> even a LeBron. Right. Especially cause he's he's notoriously known for. Chase down blocks. That's true. That one against Iguodala. That's true. So it's like he might even beat that too. That that's a great point. That's a perfect segue into our next segment. And mm-hmm. I kind of alluded to it before, but then I'm glad you you took over because, like I said, perfect transition, perfect mm-hmm. pivot, so to speak. Right? Right. <laughs> so when the Lakers and the Hornets were set to play last week, it was last Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, someone from the media asked. Uh, LaMelo, are you excited to play against LeBron? It's your first time. And LaMelo, in just very LaMelo fashion, was just kind of like, nah, I don't really get into all that. I just go out there and compete. Like, and they're like, well, you know, did you idolize LeBron growing up? And he's like, no, nah, I idolized my dad, which I'm sure made his dad very happy. I know that made me very happy if you said that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of like, some people took it as disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um some people just say whatever. He's being a kid. And mm-hmm. like I said, it just seemed like a very LaMelo type thing to say because he's just kind of in his own world. Like, I just go out there and have fun. I do my job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just mainly have fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a play when they against the Lakers where LeBron got switched off onto LaMelo, right? Mm-hmm. And LaMelo tried to blow by him on the left side. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, oh, yeah, I remember LeBron just sat down on it, and it was like LaMelo ran into a brick wall, right? Yeah. And then LeBron snapped, like, smacked the ball away. They yeah. called a foul, right? Yeah, LeBron didn't complain. He, he didn't complain, but he almost looked like, little dude, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you ain't look up to me. Like, you talking about I'm just another, it's just another game and all that, right? <laughs> he was waiting for that. It, it was like he was waiting for it, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I have spoken about this before at length, off, off camera, off pod, right? Mm-hmm. About how... We're really coming to a new era, mm-hmm. right? When LeBron retires, you know, three, four years, that's really going to mark the end of an era. Him and him and Carmelo, to a certain extent, right? Yeah, KD too. Um, yeah, I mean, KD's a little bit younger than, than those guys, right? A little bit, but, like, KD's still, like, not old school, but, like, he's just different from these other players. He is, he is. But mm-hmm. LeBron is really, like... He he came up when the league was still pretty physical. Mm-hmm. It was very physical, right? And you mm-hmm. really had to to earn your dues, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and along with this being a new era as far as the players mm-hmm. are the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have things promoting. The rules have been changed that promote more free flow to the game, right? Mm-hmm. So a you, lot. You, a lot. So you can't hand check. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the defensive three seconds. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ones is you you literally have like a, a cone of silence around shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Where when a shooter goes up, you cannot touch that person at all. Yeah. Even to the point where they co- they're coming down, 
They have to have a clear landing space. And even to the point where if they're jumping forward. Yeah. <laughs> right? Into you. Into you. And so what do you think these new rules mean for the future of basketball? I know there's been some folks like myself who have said, I don't like some of these rules. Mm-hmm. It makes the game almost unwatchable at times. Um, but we understand that they're trying to preserve player safety and increase entertainment value. Mm. And then there's some people, younger people mostly, that say, we love this style of basketball. We love the threes, right? What, yeah. what do you say to these new rules? Do you like them? Are you kind of in the middle? Do you hate them? Do you think they're good for the game? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Man, I do not like these rules, man. <laughs> I know, like, just why are we doing this? <laughs> like, it's not like dudes are like crazy strong like it's not like we got like a shack right like it's not like every like 10 years you get like a shack we don't we don't have that right now right you haven't had that for 10 years right 10 plus years right right so it's like i don't really know why the nba like it, it just doesn't really make sense like why do you want to watch that yeah why do you want to watch that I, don't, I really don't understand it i feel like they should probably take a step back Mm-hmm. And go back to the rules, like, even, like, two years ago. Yeah. I feel like they were just way different. Like, there's no way a guy is going with his hands up and they call a foul. Right. Like, and it's, like, 50-60, 60-40. Right. Yeah, like, no, that's, like, 90-10. Yeah. Like, 90% you're not getting that foul. Yeah, that's a great point. And then if you jump into someone, you're definitely not getting that foul. Right. And it, it's kind of crazy because it's, like, almost everyone uses those rules unless... You know, you're not really, like, you don't really shoot like that. Like, players like Giannis, LeBron, those mm-hmm. types of players. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi, for the most part, too. They don't really they don't really take full advantage of that. They right. just play the way they, they play. Right. Even even the Durant, but I say sometimes he kind of does that mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, he, like he'll like he sweep through. Yeah, that like, rip through. Yeah, like, I don't really like them calling that at yeah. all. So, it's like, yeah. And it's like sometimes it just messes up the whole game. Right. Um, even technical fouls too, when Devin Booker got ejected. Oh yeah, that was awful. So I like, no one to see that. Yeah. Except kinda me, because I did want the Lakers <laughs> to win. We lost regardless, but we right. had a lot of players out. But anyways, <laughs> it's just like yeah, it like it's just I'm not a fan of it all. Right. I don't know how people enjoy watching that. Especially like when it happens to your team. Yeah. Like that just sucks. Like yeah. I, I hate it because right. Um, I remember last year there was a play where Harden, uh, and we were actually we we're actually at the game. Oh, the Wizards Rockets game. Yeah. Okay, got uh, you. And the game, Wizards might have been up for real. Yeah. And Thomas Bryant, he's got his hands up. Harden's right. going, going into him, and he's got his hands perfectly up. Like yeah. we can see him. We're pretty far away. We can see it clearly. Right. And they call a foul. Yeah. I'm like, come on, right. man. Like we just made this. Huge comeback yeah. and everything. Yeah, that was the night the or, Nationals won the World Series. Yeah, or may, maybe not a huge comeback. I think the Rockets were on uh, the verge of coming back, mm. and they ended up completing it. The final score was like 158-159. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, bro, come on, man. Yeah, like, no, I remember exactly what play you're talking about. And, I mean, to me, it's interesting that people always say, well, this is not the 90s, right? And I'm like, the 90s was like 30 years ago. There's a large amount of time between the 90s and 2021. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, even a few years ago, the rules were, were vastly different, especially in how the fouls were called, right? Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I've mentioned this before in the podcast and just in casual conversation about going back and watching some of those Lakers Suns mm. uh, playoff series right. when Kobe was on the Lakers and Steve Nash was on the Suns. Mm-hmm. And no, like those are straight battles. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was in the 2000s, yeah. you know, that was in the like mid to late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the Lakers versus Celtics series, mm-hmm. right? And Kobe and against Ray Allen and, you know, Garnett versus Gasol. Like, they were very, very physical games. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like this whole false narrative that it's like either the 90s where everyone just beat each other up, Mm -hmm. which is not true. Or it's Mm -hmm. like 2021 where you can't touch anyone, which is kind of true, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had to, to pick one rule, one current rule or new rule, so to speak... To change or get rid of what? What do you think it would be? To change, ooh, that is that. That's a tough one, but probably like, you know, just jumping into players. Yeah, and it's just like I, I did because I definitely couldn't just choose one because they're almost all equally as bad. Right. Um. You know, the traveling. Too, yeah. Like, it just just really just the fouls and everything, but yeah. you know. If there was one rule, probably just the jumping into players, right? Stuff like I can't believe it. Yeah. When they call some of those fouls, yeah. And then oh, there's another rule. Um, when players shoot the shot and a player clearly like accidentally gets kind of into space at the shot, I'm like that doesn't affect the shot. I'm right. sorry. Right. Like if the dude misses it, it's because it was a good good contest. Right. Like if he misses it and someone hits him, it's like okay. Right. Well, then yeah, that's a foul. Yeah. But, you know, especially like when it's like someone gets right at the release point, yeah. barely touch their hand, yeah. just foul. I'm like, yeah, why, man? Like, I'm not even calling that. Like, right. I'm not. I <laughs> right. definitely won't call it at right. any at any stage. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying about as far as jumping into players and what it is, and I've said this plenty of times. Mm-hmm. The NBA made a conscious, has made a conscious decision, in my opinion, to legislate physicality out of the game. Yep. Right? And mm-hmm. so you get have guys, like you were saying before, that take advantage of that fact, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you have a guard who has an elite handle on the perimeter, like a Luka Doncic or a Damian Lillard or a James Harden, and they step back away from the defender, mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be space there. Mm-hmm. And so then when the defender jumps to contest that shot, there the space that is in between those two players, mm-hmm. in my opinion... That should be anyone's space, mm-hmm. right? Like you have your little, you know, space around your person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that space that's in between the two players, that should be pretty much fair game. Mm-hmm. And so if they jump, the defender jumps, and then the offensive player jumps into the player and taking up that space, mm-hmm. that should not be a foul. But the yeah. NBA has made a conscious effort to say that we're going to concede that space to the offensive player, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like Ty going to the runner in baseball. But this is a little bit more skewed to the offensive player, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you see this just boom in four-point plays or yeah. fouls on three-point. They say he never fouled a jump shooter. It was like the defender may have jumped straight up in the air or jumped forward just slightly. Yeah. 25%. The offensive player jumped forward 75% mm-hmm. and shot a shot that is not even mimicking a makeable shot. Yeah. Right? It's not a natural motion. Mm-hmm. And they're still giving them the play. So that's the number one thing I'd like to see taken out of the game. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a second one, I'd say the gather step. 
and you said earlier about the travel. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand what a gather step is. Yeah, Tatum, um, Harden, Harden, Luca. Yeah, Luca. Right? Like, um, is it sometimes Kyrie? Sometimes, sometimes Kyrie. He don't do it too often, but every yeah. now and then he will. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, how do you have a gather step? Step yeah. is actually in the title of that, so that's another step. Mm-hmm. So, you, could you get the gather step and then two steps? Mm-hmm. That's three steps. I still don't understand how that's legal. Yeah, sometimes LeBron even uses it. Yeah, every now and then. Every every, every now and he then. He does more so of like a pullback. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do he doesn't really implement the gather step. It's more of like a pullback, which I don't think is a travel. But yeah. that gather step, I'm just like that drives me crazy because I'm like, that's three steps. Yeah, well, you know, a couple years ago he did. Like he just would like I, I could see him. Oh like, yeah, he would. Like, that's right. In his in the last year with Cleveland, that's when, true. He got, would. I was like, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I'm like, I'm not gonna get mad because they literally let everyone else do it. Right. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, t- oh, did I mention Tatum? Yeah, you did say Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. Yeah, yeah he definitely. I Uncle Lenny hates that shot. When yeah, Tatum shoots it. I don't know what that is. Well, in in addition to the gather step being bad for the rules, it's mm-hmm. bad for the art of basketball. Right, because when you gather step and then step away, you're you're basically retreating. Mm-hmm. Right, that is a much different shot. Like, and you know, I've done basketball training. I never teach that shot, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you ever do a step back, I want you to set your step back up by going forward, mm-hmm. right? By attacking and then making the defense retreat, mm-hmm. and then you step back, right? Because mm-hmm. then you have options off of that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you just concede to the gather step, you're already retreating without making the defense commit to anything, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm just like, I don't feel like that's good basketball. I'd much rather like teach a person how to drive hard and then stop and pull up on a dime. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see a lot of players, they struggle to do that nowadays, to drive in, stop, and pull straight up and down, right? Right. I think that's a, a much better shot, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully... You've been hearing, like, Ray Allen said the, the league is shooting too many threes now. There yeah. was an uh, article on SB Nation where they said something like that. You hear some old heads like myself, even older than me, kind of complaining about the lack of uh, physicality. Or, or not even the lack of physicality, it's the over-officiating of the games, right? Mm. It messes up the flow of the game. Getting too involved. Like, refs are getting too involved. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and some of that is because maybe they've got some some ego. Some of it is because, again, like I said, I think the league has made a conscious effort to say we're we're gonna officiate these specific things. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it'll change. Hopefully it'll change. I think that we can find some type of equilibrium. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, what's the guy that played for the Pistons? Uh, Bill Lambeer. It doesn't like when he choke slam Larry Bird. It doesn't have to be that. Right, yeah. and it doesn't have to be Devin Booker getting ejected for saying one small thing in a close game to another ref. Right, mm. the guy that ejected him wasn't even the ref that he was talking to. Yeah, it's like we that, don't want to see that, man. Yeah, plus that ref wasn't even as tall as me. Oh my goodness, I'm still gonna say that. Oh like, my if, if I'm sorry, but if a ref doesn't look like they've ever put a basketball in their hand, right? Then until <laughs> right. Um, until this point, right. then. Don't hire them. Right. Like, you can hire me at that point, and I'll do a better <laughs> job than them. I'm just, a, I'm just being honest. That's a, I, and look, that's what's making me laugh even more. So, um, yeah. So, that's the end of, of segment two. You know what segment three is, right? We got to get a horn for this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Woo, 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 woo. 
bank robbers. <laughs> Sean is going to make them cringe every time I do that. Yeah. So, did you... I know you were talking about a couple bank robbers, right? Did you yeah. settle on one for this week? Yeah. I'm going to... I know who I'm going to pick, but you go first on this one, though. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, for this edition of Bank Robbers, I'm going to give myself the bank robber. And oh, Sean's really? looking at me like I'm crazy, right? Okay. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm going to do this, and we'll eventually do a whole show on this mm. um, that I've been working out in my head, but I'm going to give a little preview right here. I'm giving myself the bank robber this week. After seeing Blake Griffin sign with the Nets, right? Mm-hmm. Stay with me. And Blake Griffin's first bucket was a dunk. He made a nice little move down the middle of the lane, two-hand dunk. The Nets bench went crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm giving myself the bank robber because for this week because maybe five, six years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, right? Blake Griffin was really in his prime, mm-hmm. dunking all over people. Hitting some, you know, kind of consistent mid-range jumpers, making some good passes out of the high post. I said that Blake Griffin might have a chance to be the face of the league over LeBron. <laughs> Look, Sean can't even understand what I just said right now, right? Hmm. <laughs> My son is like, he, he looks so disappointed in me, right? I thought with Blake Griffin, right, I fell into the trap. Because I saw the athleticism, right? Not that he was more athletic than LeBron, mm. but he had a really high motor, mm. great two-foot jumper. Like I said, there were some games I saw where he was hitting that mid-range pretty consistently, even mm. though it was ugly, but he was hitting it consistently. He could get out and run on the break, and mm. off the pick and pop, he was Draymond, almost like Draymond in the sense where he almost always made the right read. Mm. So a lot, of, Trust me, DeAndre Jordan was a recipient of a lot of right reads from Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Where he was high low, or he would be a he would get in a high post, and then he would kick it opposite, perfect pass to the shooter, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got caught up in the hype, man. I saw the Kia commercials, the dunk contest win, the dunk over Kendrick Perkins, the two dunks over Pau Gasol. I said he might, not that he's better than LeBron, but he may be the face of the league mm-hmm. over LeBron. And man, was I wrong. <laughs> I was just like. A thousand percent wrong. And this is no shade to Blake Griffin, but I was just like, man. And I remember saying that, and Uncle Quillen, shout out to my brother, Uncle Quillen. He was like, man, ST, you're tripping right now. (laughs) He just said it in a very Uncle Quillen type way. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was right. And I was a hundred percent wrong. So not that I robbed anybody's bank because I'm not employed by any NBA team, but Mm -hmm. I just... For myself, that was that was really bad. It reminded seeing him in the Nets uniform reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So now for my turn, <laughs> I was gonna say Garrison Matthews because of that just terrific game. Um, not terrific. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh my awful. goodness. Um, he was he was one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons we lost. The Wizards, that is right. Yeah, the Wizards um just kept fouling the big man. Yeah, this bad. Caught out of position, just run, just throwing himself on the court. Right, like a weirdo. I don't <laughs> oh really. Oh my god! Don't call him a weirdo. I don't really know what that was. It was bad. Yeah, but I did find out that he is getting paid the minimum, so okay. not really robbing anyone's bank too much. Good point. Good point. Okay, but I'm gonna actually go with another wizard. Oh god. I knew it was coming. I'm going to go with Davis Bertans. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if I've ever had him as a bank robber or not. I don't think so. Yeah, I think there was just a... 
um an episode where we talked over all the sign the like the players that got signed right and how much they making I think I was just like that's just blasphemous right, <laughs> right. but um what well I saw that Dallas Bertans he's shooting what like forty something percent from three yeah that's good okay averaging like ten points on the season right that's not good yeah listen to me. If you're going to get paid five years, $80 million, right? I'm going to think that you're probably shooting. Because he just shoots. Yeah, that's true. He just shoots. Right. I'm going to think that you're probably hitting about 50% of threes. Right. Okay? Like a Joe Harris type. From like a Joe Harris type. Right. And I'm going to think that you're probably averaging about, say, at least like 16 points per game. Yeah. And Joe Harris doesn't just shoot. He can actually, like, pump fake you, two dribble, knock it down. Yeah, and that's like a Joe Harris-type contract. Right. So, like, I just don't understand it. It's like, there you got Westbrook. He's probably getting paid at least more than um, Bertans. I know Beal, he definitely is. But it's like, it shouldn't even be, like, close. It shouldn't right. even be, like... Close where it's like it shouldn't even be close, like within like ten million. Dollars. Oh my goodness! Like a year, right? Oh my goodness! And per it, year, yeah, and it probably I'm gonna say it's probably is ten, maybe even fifteen million, right? Because it's like Berton, like I just don't understand it. Like the Wizards have their standard. I've said this multiple times. They have their standards so low. Yeah. Like it's like the Lakers. Will, are looking to pick up someone like Drummond, their championship team and whatnot. But like, right. even like the Warriors aren't doing very well. They look to pick up someone like Andrew Wiggins, right. Kelly Oubre, right. to fill in the spots for like injured players. Right. Where it's like Thomas Bryant goes out, the Wizards pick up Alex Lynn. Right. Oh my God, you're crushing my team right now. And it's like he, Alex Lynn played good last night. Last night, last night. Oh, don't do that. There's no way Alex Lynn keeps that up. Like literally, no way. I would guarantee. I'm sound like Charles Barkley, but I would guarantee <laughs> there is no possible way that he plays anywhere near that level. Okay. I hope and you're wrong. And it's like, it wasn't even like he went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it, he just had like a 20 points and it was like a low impact 20 points. Right. And we didn't even win. Yeah. And just everyone sucked defensively. Yeah, but uh, and listen, Brad couldn't hit a shot. Brad right? couldn't. Brad, Brad couldn't Russ hit a was shot. Hooping, though. Russ was hooping, hooping. Yeah, Brad couldn't hit a shot. But like, but you're gonna get games like that. True. Listen, man. Like you, you're you're definitely gonna get games like that. But you know, it does hurt, especially because it was against the Nets. No shade from the Nets, but you know, defense still isn't where it needs to be for them. Right. But uh, yeah, that's my big problem. So Davis Bertans. I can't disagree with you on that. I can't. He's got to do more. He's got to yeah. do more for us. Yeah. Because it, it's getting closer. We're, like, at the midway point in the season, and we're, like, a good four games out of the playoffs. Yeah, and it's just – it's it's kind of sad because I don't really see him being able to bring anything else. Right. Like, at all. Like, I yeah. don't see him ever developing, like, a handle. No. I don't see him ever getting good, like, solid defensively. Like, he's yeah. literally terrible. He right. lacks – Everything oh to be kind of a defender. Oh my god! Hey, look, look, look! Let me jump in here before he just totally crushed my man. Because what if Davis Bertans hears this podcast? You gonna have to stand on that. He gonna be upset about that, right? I mean, I'm I mean, gonna have I'm to s- fight Davis Bertans so you don't try and run up on my son. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it is what it is, huh? Uh huh. 
<laughs> All right. Well, look, with that segment done, you know what time it is now, right? Yeah or nah. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Look, we're going to have to invest some money into some sound effects because we can't keep just banging on the table like that. Mm. I know the listeners are like, what in the world is going on? Um, yeah. But yeah, let's get right into it. So trade deadline is coming up Thursday. Yeah. A lot of interesting names have been floated out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy that you've been talking about a lot, Drummond, mm. he seems to be the, the the big catch, so to speak, right? Again, for the second consecutive year. Again, for year. the second consecutive year. But names like Lonzo Ball have been thrown out there. Potentially yeah. going to the Clippers, the Warriors, uh, um, the, Hawks. the Hawks, right? Yeah. Uh, because he didn't sign his rookie extension in the summertime, so New Orleans is looking like we don't want to lose him for nothing, right? Mm. Uh, even though they can match anything that if he signs an offseason with another team, they can match that, right? Mm-hmm. Recently, uh, Vucevic also has emerged as someone who's a big, big name out there, right? Mm-hmm. So, Or really, like, not him getting traded, but teams like, want him. Teams wanting him, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah or nah, the Lakers are going to make a move that puts them over the top to win the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I okay. think we're definitely getting Drummond. Okay. Because so that was going to be my follow-up question. Who do you think you get then? Yeah, I think we're getting Drummond because, like you said, um, I don't know if you said it's on or off camera or on or off like, microphone, I guess. Right, right. So um, I think that, you know, the Nets, they've already given up a lot. True. And it's like there's only so much more you can give up. And it's like, I don't think they can um trade Blake because I'm pretty sure they just got him. So right. I'm pretty sure there's something against that where you can't, like, just, like, you can't have right. just gotten someone and right. then trade away. There, there's, like, like, some type of rule or clause or something. Yeah, like unless it's, like, in the offseason, maybe. Uh-huh. But I think that um there's no way the Nets get him. And I know the, it was between the Nets and Lakers, for real. Mm-hmm. A couple other teams floated out there, but I don't think they're going to have what the Lakers are going to offer them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that... I don't know. It's just some teams I feel like that have Andre Drummond don't really value what he does yeah. a lot. Like he like you hear about all these like great numbers from like, you know, rebounding, he averages double doubles mm-hmm. and it just do- doesn't really like have trade like much trade value to the team that he's on. Right. And they you know don't get that much back like you see mm-hmm. the Pistons are now. Right. So, well, I think sorry to cut you off, but I think it's part of that is he's low profile. Yeah, he doesn't have a signature shoe. He doesn't have a signature move. He doesn't say too much. He's not a you know a pitch man endorsing stuff. He's just like kind of shows up and does his job. Yeah, and I think that it's gonna be a perfect fit for the Lakers, and the Lakers are just really gonna push and try to get him. Okay, in particular unless Vucevic becomes like a very you know like big name, I think the Lakers. Should at least like really try to get him and make him the main priority. Okay, and yeah. so but don't get baited like we did with Kawhi. Right, right. Because then we'll miss out on drumming. <laughs> right, and, yeah. So my second question. That's a perfect segue. Wait, wait, wait. What do you think? Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. I think, yeah, I think the Lakers are gonna make a move, especially with LeBron getting hurt the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, they could if he's out for a couple of weeks and Anthony Davis is out at the same time, mm-hmm. they could really slide. In the West, because they're in third right now, mm. they could drop all the way to seventh or eighth. So I think they're yeah. gonna have to get somebody to really make that push when everyone's healthy. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts. I agree with you on that. So second question though, you mentioned Vucevic's name again, right? Mm. Yeah or no? Nah, the Celtics 
make a move to push them to the championship. And I'm not going to say to a championship, but the way they're playing right now, they're in like eighth and ninth spot in the East, right? Mm. They need to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they make a move that helps them get out of the East? That is, that's tough. You, you, you can go first on this one. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's panic time right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. And they have totally underperformed. And they've got to do something. And I think if if uh, the Lakers get Drummond, mm-hmm. I think the Celtics are going to go all in on Vucevic or vice versa. I think if the Lakers got Vucevic, then the Celtics will go all in on Drummond. But they have to get a big. They have to. Yeah, because just like Tristan Thompson, they don't cut it. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and like and like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Cantor, uh, and they had him last year. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, but he's with Portland now. Yeah, yeah. you you just wanted to figure out a way to slander cancer. You can't stand and ask cancer. No, no, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. And it's just like I don't know. Like it's just like I don't know what it is with cancer. <laughs> I don't either. Like, like, look, look, come on, man, stick with the question. Yeah or no, the Celtics are gonna make a move. Uh, nah, I actually think that if the whoever the Lakers get, I think that the Bucks have shown to me more that they've been a little more active in trying Ooh, to get players. Okay. So I think the Bucks are gonna get someone. Okay. And yeah, I think it's gonna either be Fruit Switch, Drummond, maybe Boogie. Okay. Because Bucks are another team where I feel like their stands aren't very high. Yeah, I agree with that. But yet they're still third in the East. It's crazy. Yeah, because they have Giannis. Yeah. yeah. And Giannis is, I mean, he's he's still a cheat code no matter what you want to say about right. Giannis. Giannis is still a cheat code. Um, yeah, and he's he's a decent leader. You know, right. he he's vocal. It's just you know I'm not sure if the players can play up to his standard, and right. I feel like that's the thing with not having very high standards. Right. So yeah. Okay. So, I was gonna ask, yeah or no, about the Bucks, but you kind of took that when you said <laughs> the Bucks. You think the Bucks are gonna make a move, and I agree they have been more active. So I'm gonna pivot. Wait, wait, again. you gotta answer again. I thought I answered. I didn't answer first. Oh, yeah, you did answer this. Yeah, Right, you let me go for a look. That's your neck, right? You try to hit me with the okie doke. So, yeah or nah, yeah or nah. Look, you made me forget my yeah or nah. No. Oh, no, no, no. I remember, I remember, I remember. Okay. Yeah or nah, the Rockets losing streak goes to 30 because <laughs> it's up to 20. It remember we talked? Yeah, remember we talked about this before? Oh, no. <laughs> it's up to 20 Oh, no, games. I feel bad. I kind of feel bad, but you remember, Sean, like a month ago, we were about to watch a Rockets, maybe Pacers game or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they showed the the infograph of John Wall and Victor Oladipo's stats for the season, right? Mm-hmm. And they weren't good. And like they were like the ESPN or I think it was ESPN, they were like highlighting these stats. And the shooting percentages were low. The mm-hmm. points per game were like in the 19, which isn't great for guys who are stars at one point, right? Mm-hmm. The assists, rebound, none of that stuff was I was like, this is not good. If yeah. this is who you're highlighting, this is not good. So, yeah or no, their loser streak goes to 30. Man, it, if we have more time, make us find out when Christian Wood comes back. <laughs> right. If he's already back. Right. Sorry, I'm so sorry, Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say, like, yeah. Cause I, oh, my cause God. I haven't, I haven't seen him. I don't know when he's coming back. Right. So... It, it's on, like if I could leave like a question mark 
under that, I would. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, because I don't wow. know if we'll come back in, like, the next 10 games. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to say yeah, but I'm going to say nah. I'm going to say nah. I got to think the DMV brother, Oladipo, and... The adopted DMV brother John Wall. I gotta think that they they they're gonna do something. They're gonna have some type of conversation in the locker room and say this is enough. This is enough, this is <laughs> right? Sad this person. is just too much, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna say now. Nah, I'm gonna say 25 games max. Yeah, okay, I have a yeah or no though. Oh, okay. Yeah or no? Kemba Walker's um little um gather step is a travel. No, I don't think uh that's close. It is close. It's close. It's like sometimes he's like in the middle of dribbling and then right. It. That's a good point. I have to go. So I don't like commenting about things I haven't really watched, mm-hmm. and I watched him a lot. But I'm gonna have to go back and really break that down. And plus, mm-hmm. a lot of times he sets you up off the pullback dribble. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but yeah. Let me go review the film. Okay. All right. Okay. So hey, look. That's the that's our three pack. A year or not? Take us home. All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Live with Sean Sean podcast, episode 12. Leaders of the new school. Of Here the we new go, school. yo. Here we go, yo. Say, watch that, watch that, watch that scenario. Sean's looking at me so crazy right now. Okay. Well, um, yeah, thank you for listening to another episode, episode 12, Leaders of the New School, like my dad said. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to our podcast, rate us five stars always. Um, write us a comment, let us know what you think about the podcast, any suggestions, what we can do next time for the podcast, what we can do better, what you like about it. And we're on all podcast platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Play. No, Apple no, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Okay, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Anchor, and every other podcast platform you can think of or that's available. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast. And from our family, it's yours. Peace. Peace.